0: Welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. This week we have my wonderful friend, Danny Carr. Danny is one of the originals of the alcohol-free movement here in Oz. For me, Danny and um, Faye, who I've had on here before, and um, my brain's gone blank. Beautiful. Who's just written a book? Ah, Victoria. Victoria Van Sten. They were like the ladies who were kind of like doing all of this stuff really well when I first started to stop drinking. And there were some other people around, like Bex from Sexy Sobriety, who is doesn't work in the space anymore, but she was a brilliant founder way, way back when. Um, but Danny is a wonderful person. She has a group. She's got a number of different groups. Her podcast is called How I Quit Alcohol, which is one of the, if you haven't got a list of um, alcohol-free podcasts that are inspiring, I highly encourage you to put hers on your list. She is a great, uh, she's a great coach. She's a great human being. Um, She, she's been around for a while. She has, same training as me, we train together under Dr. Gabon Mate. so we have the same sort of hmm, approach to working with people and around our call. Uh, so I wanted to invite Danny to come in and have a chat with us, because I love her to death, and she has so much to offer. Um, so over to myself and the wonderful Danny Carr. you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called Midlife Alcohol Free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you, saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boon people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Baruch, I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty, and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people. Their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. Thank you <laughs> so much for joining me, Danny. It's lovely to have you here. Hi, um, thanks for having me. I'm so excited excited about this it's lovely I'm so excited I've got um a few different kind of heroes of mine sorry Danny I know it's gonna be weird for me to say that but people who I really admire in our world um talking on lives and which we're making as a podcast over the next um few days and Danny's one of those people who um I came across when I first started my journey and I think Danny and Victoria Vanstone were the two people that I um was really related to because not only were they also in australia <laughs> which was unusual mm-hmm. um but they both spoke lots of wisdom and i thought they were they were wonderful humans so I, it's really a, a delight for me to have danny um come on and speak to us live hello um all the lovely people who are joining us gosh there's lots of people that's wonderful how exciting mm-hmm. um but first of all i would love to hand over to danny to introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her and um, Danny and I uh have both been through the compassionate inquiry training with Gabo mate so that will be a nice thing for us oh there's kath hi, kath, hi kate hi <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't she> gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> um and good. so that might be an area we go to i'm not quite sure so we'll 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 kind of relax and and see what see what unfolds for us and what might be helpful or useful for us to share but so handing over to daddy to introduce herself
1: oh thanks emma thank you so much for having me it's um beautiful to be here with your insta live people and yourself Mm -hmm. and i always love our conversations um, that we have like when you came on my podcast that was absolutely beautiful Mm -hmm. and you're just such a beautiful human and likewise i just love what you do and everything that you say and post we're just very much in alignment with each other with how we work and um yeah so it's 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 a real pleasure when you ask me to come on I was like of course I'd love to so yeah thank you for having me Um, yeah I've been sober for people who don't know uh, me I've been sober for six years just over over. my husband and I are six years sober and I certainly did not think when I first got sober or took a year I was a, a year off alcohol we were taking I certainly never thought I would be doing anything like this in fact this morning I was down at the beach just pinching myself still I just like wow what is this life how did this happen? (laughs) And it's so beautiful. Uh, you never know like what's on the other side of things, especially when you first start out on something and it seems so huge and it seems so big and almost like, how the hell am I going to even get through this, you know, to, to be like six years down the track and not even thinking about it and have created this whole other life, um, outside of it. And because of that too. So it's, so amazing really to kind of and like to be having a conversation with you here and training with Gabor Mate it's like what the hell hell how, how um
0: who even so am I trying. so true <laughs> so it's it opens up so much and yet you never think that's not the reason why you do it right you you have no idea but no idea
1: <laughs> no way no way oh gosh had no idea I just wanted to like myself <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that was my intention when I quit drinking in the first place was I was just so desperate to like myself. I hated myself so much Mm -hmm. and I was in such a bad state mentally with uh, really shocking anxiety and just pure, Mm -hmm. Emma, like like self-hatred, just waking up constantly like, what have you done? You've done it again. You know, you're a bad parent. You're a bad (laughs) wife. You're a bad friend. You're this, you're that. Mm -hmm. It was relentless. Mm -hmm. And, and that was only, like, binge drinking, by the way. I wasn't drinking every day. But when I did do it, I'd give it such a good crack, um, not even knowing that that's, like, a lot of the time it was just like, I'll just have a couple of drinks, but then it would just blow out into something huge yeah. that I didn't even know how I got there. Yeah. And so I didn't trust myself either. It was like I, I really was scared of myself. Mm. That's the true honest. It was such a bad place to be that I just all I thought was if I could just take a year off and try and get some space from this thing um maybe then I'll, I'll like myself and I'll go back to drinking yeah. then <laughs> that's yeah. what I thought yeah
0: um it's but... so interesting you say that because that's such a common theme with people isn't it and often I mean I would say I was similar but I didn't even realize I didn't like myself yeah. it was so unconscious that being horrible to myself like I didn't yeah. even realise until I stopped being horrible to myself, what an asshole I was being to us. I know, we're such assholes <laughs> to ourselves.
1: But it's not just that of our relationship with ourselves. It then spills outward from there. So it's like the whole negative mindset that we've created for ourselves in the ways in which we speak to ourselves. It's like everything was negative. Everything A big catastrophizer, a lot of drama, a lot of um, yeah, it was it was horrible. (laughs) Um, and it was it really was alcohol. I mean, there was stuff I had to work on, obviously. Mm. To alcohol was just a a byproduct of a lot of that stuff, but it was definitely keeping me stuck in that cycle, yeah. So it's a miracle, it's a miracle, Yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's almost that lucky you know we are the luckiest i feel so lucky to have been given the opportunity to have this piece of growth although the reasons i got into it was not that so you were obviously so much more enlightened than i was because i was just like right i'm something that there was a tiny little inner knowing knowing that i was being a bit of a you know that it wasn't feeling good to me but the main thing for me was um really superficial stuff that really mattered to me at the time which was like I wanted to lose weight I wanted to be healthier I wanted my I wanted to be able to go to the doctors and look at what was going on with my gut and things like that uh, without them going and how much do you drink and we going this much and them going okay well come back later when you <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was kind of my motivation which um in retrospect I'm glad I had that motivation because it got me there but reality the the benefits of being on the other side are much greater i think than i originally anticipated
1: yeah and you don't realize that until you get some time up until you can kind of look back and go wow things are getting a lot better you know even at times when they don't feel better like sometimes there's big stuff that we have to work through and just like you know we all do we have stuff in life that shows up but realizing wow i'm actually I'm, I'm getting better at this stuff. Every day I'm, I'm getting a bit better. And, you know, for me early on, it was just like waking up going, oh, like still having that bit of shock. What did you do last night? And then like, oh, nothing actually. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, did I, I, I went to bed and I remember going to bed and that was yeah. great. And uh, yeah, but then starting to learn new ways of thinking, new ways of being and really starting to, Just try and figure it out, Emma. Like I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anything like that back then. Mm. And there was certainly no podcasts like we all have now. There was, you know, what I used to listen to was an AA kind of podcast, I think it was. It was hearing people's AA stories. And that was all. I learned a lot just from hearing people. So it was like their testimonies. That's Mm. the only kind of thing I could find at the Mm. time. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. So I learned a lot through that too of like, hearing stories of people who had been 10 years sober or something and then had one drink and they'd gone back to it. yeah. And it was, and then they were back where they were. And then I started to think, oh, is that, that's probably what's gonna happen to me because also in other times where I try to stop and then I thought, I'll just have one. And then I was back to where I was again. And I kind of started to start weighing it all up. How it, you know, what's this gonna look like if I go back? And now I've come so far. I probably don't want to go back. But okay. in that year, there was a lot of um, really trying to change my mindset. Like it was a big one for me early on. Was learning to, you know, think differently, see myself differently, and hold myself differently um, through things. I didn't learn till later on about being compassionate and. and holding like really holding yeah. those parts of myself that came later with yeah. training i suppose but um early on it was all about just creating um different resources yeah. different ways of being yeah and that yeah. really got me going and kept me going and i think that's what's important early on um for people in any stage in their sobriety whether you're six years down the track because i'm still creating new resources for myself and you're probably are as well em mm-hmm.
0: yeah well,
1: don't, do, don't you think like creating new resources is what we need to do to kind of learn new coping strategies learning new ways of being and I think in turn that creates new neural pathways for ourselves that we can suddenly we're not just trying anymore but we're actually we're actually different people we're starting yeah. to actually become different yeah. I'm definitely seeing that within myself now um, that I'm actually very very different and I get more and more different from that old Danny mm-hmm. With every month that passes and every Mm -hmm. year that passes Mm. it's pretty awesome
0: it's so interesting that you say that and my i I love what you're talking about with resources and my resources change all the time like you're saying it's like things evolve and change and our different life stage and different things that are happening in your life and so things become um you know may no longer fit the fit the bill and then other things come along which do but there's always stuff right there's always new things to learn and do um, but I, my brain's just gone completely blank. You, so please excuse me, perimenopausal, um, ADHD, brain goes blank all the time. that 's happens to me too. Yeah. <laughs> this is I can't incredible. even blame alcohol anymore. <laughs> exactly exactly right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I kept hoping that this would stop, but actually, no, it's, it's actually, but I, oh yes, that's right. You were saying, um, you know, you're almost yeah. becoming a new person. And for me, my experience has been, I'm coming full circle that I created a human Mm. to fit into the world Mm. that I you know that wasn't Mm. you know isn't there for most humans it's not like being created for most of us to thrive Mm. um and now it's that coming back to self coming back home to self and almost remembering the human I originally was that's definitely Mm. how it feels Mm. but also like uncovering that this person that i thought i was is not the person i am at all
1: yeah because i think when we go if we take it right back and we think about the early childhood experiences and different things that shaped us to create coping mechanisms around those things that happened beliefs that we create about ourselves in turn how we're going to cope with that, how we learn to deal with our emotions, how we're trained to also deal with our emotions as well, creates this whole personality. And I think over the years, and as we pull back the layers, we start to kind of get back to that original person that we are. And we can start to peel back those coping mechanisms and eventually the stories and those beliefs about ourselves. And then we can start to, oh, okay, Now, can I create something new here? And that's part of those resources as well. But it's such a beautiful process when you start to peel back every day, like peeling back, like when something comes up, oh, here's an opportunity to work on this and dig deep. I just did a little episode the other day, a mini-sode on relapse, and how it can be your greatest teacher, right? Because it's like well, what is this showing me? So for me, it might not be a relapse, but I might have an emotional relapse. I might have like a thing that comes up for me. I had one this morning, Emma, That something um, that came up with with my husband and I started to go into old ways of thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, but Mm -hmm. it was like, oh no, here's a good opportunity to work through this. What's the story I'm telling myself? Does this go back to the old belief about myself? Is it true? You know, And, and working my way through it to kind of go, oh, No, this is just an old part of me that felt scared and felt a bit uh, not good enough or those kind of things that show up. Oh, what do I actually need right now? And then I told Ash and we just had a laugh about it, you know. It was, um, you know, it's it's, so every opportunity, every time something comes up that feels uncomfortable, we can get, like, if we're not using alcohol to numb it or we're not eating it away or we're not shopping it away, it's actually we can go, oh, here it is. Okay. Now I can do now I've got an opportunity to work on this and if we breathe our way through it, if we can go all right, I'm going to do the work here. I'm going to sit with this. I'm going to breathe my way through it. I'm going to inquire into this. What is this all about? How far back does this go? What does this need? It's such an opportunity to have some growth and some healing and sort of take it back and start to reprogram and you know, am
0: i waffling no. i think i'm waffling oh, no, no no, no really great i was like <laughs> no she's got it she's she's telling us the interesting stuff it's like um i 100 percent agree with you and it's such a terrifying thing for us as humans right To because we've never been taught how to do it and so this whole journey is learning that skill that you're talking about there and most of us are very afraid of in a lot in a lot of cases because we have such mean inner critics that sometimes it's not safe inside ourselves like being with ourselves is very uncomfortable right because it's not it's a place where there's an inner critic who's going you know reflecting back on all the things we've done wrong in our past and telling us all the things that we need to get right in the future (laughs) it can Mm, be such a, a hostile environment for us this like Shell that we live in.
1: Yeah, being in um, there, and you want to kind of, I think, going back to that thing of not liking myself, I, I kept thinking, I kept hearing, I listened to a lot of Wayne Dyer at the yes, start, yes, yes, yes. and I kept hearing Wayne talk about, you know, you've got to love the person who you are because that's the person you're going to spend all of your time with. Yeah. You know, and so noticing when the inner critic shows up. The inner critic's interesting. I did a talk on it with one of my groups the other night about befriending the inner critic.
0: Yes, I'm I totally with befriending of all of yeah. these.
1: Yeah, because it's probably a protector. It's probably a protector part that's kicked in. It's created a a, a story that we need to, whether it's, it's trying to help us in some way, you know, and so it gets a bad rap, yeah. but actually if we can go when it shows up to go, well, what's this all about? Why are you here? Yeah. What are you trying to protect me yeah. from? And actually, I don't need you. Thank yeah. you, yeah. but I don't need you anymore. I'm an adult now and I've got this you know and but not giving it such a bad rap but to go oh
0: oh." same I'm the same I have a real issue with the use of the words wine witch for the same reasons I like to think of them as the wine savior because I think they're coming in to save us right they're not coming they're not a witch we don't go in a battle with them it's like they're trying to save us they're like you're in a bad you're feeling discomfort I'm gonna come and save you in my little cape and here I am. Yeah. I'm you right now in my blue cave.
1: <laughs> well, it's a great way because well, any time that we have a craving for anything, it's part of us, isn't it? To say something needs work here. Yeah. So we've got a choice in this moment. We can either work on yes. it, or we can it. bury it down in, deep, yeah. down further, and yeah. it, eventually it's going to come back up. Yeah. So we have to work on it eventually. Where we start yes. to go okay, well, come on, come on in. I had a great one-on-one with Gabor Mate once, I posted about this a while ago, and I've spoken on my podcast a fair bit, but I had this feeling in my tummy, it wouldn't go away, my dad had just been um, dying, his cancer had come back, that we'd worked really hard to get him into remission with, and my mum has a a drug um, issue with um, prescription drugs, and that had ramped up, that addiction had ramped up, and it Doesn't present very well. It's it's hard to deal with, Mm -hmm. and so I was feeling really anxious and really upset, and just there was. But what happens for me is it shows up as a knot in my stomach when I would get stressed in the past, and I was so scared of this knot in my stomach. I thought it was going to give me stomach cancer, so I would be desperate to get rid Mm -hmm. of this knot in my stomach. Mm -hmm. And I was coaching at this point, by the way, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm here, there, knot in my stomach. I'm doing all the things. I'm on the beach. meditating, I'm breathing, yeah. I'm yoga I'm all of this and it's still there and so I'm feeling like a bit of an, like a fake, mm. a fraud as well. So I, like, I've managed to get this one-on-one with Gabwar in a, in a training session, it wasn't in the CI mm. course, it was one before that, yeah. it was another online thing and I said that to him, I said I've got this knot in my stomach and it won't go away and I'm doing, mm. all, I'm doing all the things and mm. how do I get rid of this and he said, mm. why are you trying to get rid of a part of yourself, it's just trying to show you something, it's trying to teach you something mm. Fuck! Mm. <laughs> oh my mm. God. Talk about yeah. I've got well, goosebumps. I'm actually, covered in goosebumps right now. Me,
0: that I
1: mean, like, it, was cool. it was yeah so beautiful, Emma, because he just said, "Let it in." It's trying to let you know Please, something's up. Right. He said, "Of course you're upset. Your dad's cancer's come back. Yeah. Your mum's addictions through the roof. It doesn't feel good. You've mm. got to heal that thing in you. You've got to work and be with it. Let it in. Be it shine That's a light on." and so that's what I did and we had we had a little processing thing it was really beautiful and it didn't go away immediately but it did start to back off and you know it's never really come back and when it does come back I go oh something needs help here you know okay. so I need to work through something
0: here so yeah um, and know. such an incredible example as well of how our body is so important in this whole process, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It's a body. Yeah. yeah we have no, no idea. Like, like, I had no idea anyway, and um, okay. how important it is and how oh, connected it all is. I never got
1: that. I never got that. I was, I was probably, if anything, just try and run it out or try yeah. and, you know,
0: push it down. I never got it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it was like, oh, right, this is what this is what this means to sit in the uncomfortable or to, yeah. you know, learn from these discomforts. So, what I'm getting at is anytime there's a craving or if yes. you've had a relapse or if there's a craving for anything yes. or a big emotional upset, good. Yes. <laughs> good. Yes. That is awesome because we've got something to work with now. It's letting us know we've got to work on this. We've got to do the work to be with it and, and welcome it, learn what's mm-hmm. it trying to teach us. It's trying to take us back mm-hmm. to something. Yeah, so that's why using Compassionate Inquiry is so good when something comes up. We can use those stepping stones in Compassionate Inquiry to take it back to that time when that thing happened and then we can hold ourselves through that and give ourselves what we need and, and process. And it doesn't, it takes years though don't you think am
0: i like i i'm still processing stuff all the time always going to be processing stuff yeah, like i yeah. things come up with me every day literally people i'm like i get triggered every day with stuff that i need to work on and go um yeah and i think sometimes with alcohol it can be people who are like we come on this journey we're like okay so i'm gonna get rid of the alcohol and then everything's gonna be la, 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 la. and then we kind of think of alcohol as like a separate thing don't we? it's like well I'll do, I'll do alcohol and then i'll move on to the next thing yes. and in, in reality it's yeah it's everything's everything it's like these things don't all they're not in isolation are they they're like if we deal with the alcohol then it lets us be with what it is, right?
1: Well, alcohol is such a small component of it, isn't it? Like, you know, I always say to people, it's just that's just a byproduct. It's like it's not the alcohol that's really. I mean, we want to get rid of the alcohol because that's a dysfunctional coping mechanism if it's become dysfunctional. But really, what it is is what is driving the want, that's the exactly. need for the alcohol. That's where the work lies. And, the work the, and that's
0: there. the interesting stuff as well. Like, I'm like, this is that's interesting, funny. isn't it? It's like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to know? Um, yes, but yes, I, yes, yes. That's why I, I, I love,
1: I love how you work, Emma, because, um, it's so yummy the way that you're just like, mm, mm like, you know, feeling in and holding yourself through it and regulating yourself and all these beautiful tools that you offer mm. is so beautiful because that's where the healing is. It's not just about drinking a green smoothie and, and pumping your way out, you know, yeah. like it's actually about holding and, and, and giving compassion and, and understanding and learning yeah. through that process. And that's why I think you're very wonderful what you do. Oh. Um, like it's that. great. You know, everything I see that you do and you post and you share, it's like, ah, oh, yes, I love this. Yeah, same, it's same, mm. same. I feel
0: there's a, um, a very aligned way of working between Danny and myself mm. Um, And Danny, I particularly, where you're talking about that and you're talking about the, you know, the feeling into ourselves and knowing that the things come up and that we, it's being with them. It's almost counter-cultural to be with and sit with our experience because we're told, aren't we, from like babies that we have to, you know, medicate or, you know, change our state continuously because we shouldn't be uncomfortable. I
1: know. I mean being uncomfortable sucks there's no doubt about it (laughs) It sucks. but it's much easier to just deal with it there and do do get your way through it and you realize actually it's not that bad it's not as bad as what we thought one of my biggest drivers for my drinking I've realized because I used to think I just drink for fun yeah I just drink for fun because I'm the life of the party right like but it wasn't it was that actually having had done the work and not having alcohol as the crutch anymore I started to see what was coming up so for me it was big feelings of wanting acceptance yes which stems back to coming from uh I'm split family Mm -hmm. I'm my mum and dad's only Mm -hmm. child so they had um I've got half siblings and so I never really felt like I truly belonged and a couple of my siblings backed that up with literally saying that they were much older and you know it created some wounds in me and so I always wanted to fit in so much i used to beg mum and dad for please have another have it have another baby so that i'll have my own sibling you know mm. and my siblings love me don't get me wrong but it created that need in me and so i so desperately want approval and to fit in that i felt so uncomfortable at things as well because i'm a bit of an introvert actually yeah. i would go to a party i'd go to you know my husband's a musician i've been in the music industry a long time going to these things with these cool people and beautiful people or awards nights, the arias, things like that. And I'm like, fuck, I feel so uncomfortable. I hate this. Oh, I don't like this. Glug, glug, glug. Or they, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not gonna be accepted. You know, glug, 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 glug. Mm -hmm. And then it's still there. It's glug, 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 glug. And then before you know it, I'm acting like a complete twat and lacking out. And you know, and I had to learn to with that. I had to learn to get through those times where I feel uncomfortable, and I still do by the way it's not like I go to parties or awards nights and feel know. great i don't love it, but I can hold myself through it yes. now and I come out much more unscathed than when I did you know flashing my tits to a bunch of strangers yeah. or bands that i don't know you know like, what is that no. you know, and then I hate myself more the next day so now I can kind of use some other resources to get myself through those times and and also realise like I'm just human and probably
0: most other people here don't feel that comfortable either. Were were, were we supposed to feel comfortable? Who said that was how we were supposed to feel, right? (laughs) Well, you know,
1: Emma, I was thinking about this on an evolutionary standpoint. Like if you were in a tribe and people from other tribes come in that you don't know, you've got to to get vigilant. Yeah. You've got to be like, This who are you? What are you doing here? I don't feel safe. And you're you kind of go on high alert. And I think it's the same, right? We go to a party with people we don't know. There's not many. I I don't think many people would feel that okay with it. You're going to have a moment of feeling a bit uncomfortable, or get a bit hyper vigilant, or you get a bit anxious until you settle in. So you've got to allow yourself that time to settle in, and okay, these people are okay, or I'm okay, I'm safe in this moment. Um, And I think.
0: I love what you say there and it touched my heart because there's so much around fitting in that causes us to drink. And we, Danny and I were talking for a few minutes before we came on and I was just saying how, you know, this this most people that I work with come to me saying, I want to be able to drink like normal people. The yeah, difference uh- being that number one, they're normal normal and number two normal something that you want to be those are questionable things but the fact of the fact is that our core soul we want to fit in we want to be accepted we want to be loved we don't want to be alone we want you know it's all those basic things isn't it Mm -hmm. Uh, we just want to be part of it all we want want to feel connection it's so understanding and understandable that we would use that coping mechanism Mm -hmm. but at the same time it kind of doesn't deliver like you were giving the example there of being you know you, you end up kind of abandoning yourself yeah in order to what you think you're doing the thing to fit in right
1: i know and actually what's going on for all those other people they're probably just feeling uncomfortable too and masking it the yeah. way that we've had like i'm not being judgy like i get it why they're doing it um because i was that but yeah like really those normal people are probably having very normal thoughts of feeling very uncomfortable as well. And so they're probably, I mean, perhaps, exactly. perhaps they're using it. Yeah. Are they using it? Why are they using it? Why are they all drinking then? Yeah. Perhaps they feel uncomfortable too. Imagine if we went to parties and said, and I've actually done this before, do you feel uncomfortable too? Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, so too. I do. Because I do. Great icebreaker. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah i had an experience where i went to a social event and like yourself i'm an introvert so i didn't realize until i stopped drinking thought i was a massive extrovert um but i went to a swimming um do with my swimming friends and everybody was like not in swim not in daggy old swimmers with their like hair in a um cap and goggles and suddenly there's all these people with like hair and in proper clothes and it felt so awkward and I, I said exactly the same. I was like, does anyone else feel it? Well, this is really weird, isn't it? About... Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. But it's, it's kind of cool, too. But, yeah, it's great to call
1: it, like, what yeah. it is. Yesterday I jumped, Um, I got starkers at the beach. There was two, like, hundreds I... of women. We were doing this V-Day Still thing. Oh my God, it was crazy. so cool. What was it? What was it? What was it? You should come up for the next um, V-Day. It's a great celebration. It's, it's a... It's it's kind of a protest against violence against women. But what happens is we do a dance and then uh, everyone gets naked in the beach and it's about creating safety for the women. So if there's men there, they're asked respectfully to either not join in or if they do, to keep their their clothes on. But it's for the women to be able to get naked and swim together Mm. and and be safe. It's so beautiful. Mm. It's so moving. But I, I went there in my bathers. And then I thought, saw all these women getting under, and they're all shapes and sizes and ages. Yeah. And I thought, fuck it. Yeah. And so, and I, but I said to the woman next to me, I feel really uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable right now. And I can't believe I'm doing this, but okay, And She's like, you're okay. We've got this. Let's yeah. walk in together. And so there I am stuck. It's like, I'll do it on my beach when no one's around, but there's tourists everywhere as yeah. well. Like there was okay. people everywhere. And I thought, fuck it. I'm with women. I'm safe was women supporting each other but I did have to say to the person next to me I feel so uncomfortable yeah. right now and this is really hard for me but I'm doing it and I felt great once I did it but
0: yeah yes. that sounds amazing and it mm. makes me think of we're talking we started off this conversation talking about um kind of strategies and uh, resources didn't we and... sorry yes I've kind no
1: side swipe the conversation
0: I think yeah. we've done really well keeping it <laughs> as on track as we have <laughs> usually conversations with me are like mm. <laughs> mm. so resources it was, it, yes. yeah we were talking about yeah. resources and and um, for me one of my greatest resources is swimming and one of my favorite things about swimming is we have a um one monthly once a month on the full moon we do naked swimming it's called boobs to the moon and it's with a bunch of women and we howl at the moon and you don't have to get naked you can keep your clothes on it's like a optional yeah. those are optional exactly. and sometimes yeah. there's like a little um poetry reading or something other times there's not it's just what it is um and as the summer comes you have to wait too to, to much later so that <laughs> we can be in the dark because really <laughs> so it is in the dark you see mm-hmm. um so that's one of my one of the things that i love is swimming and i love the connection with with other women of swimming and being like you say all shapes and sizes totally raw and vulnerable and you know often i find in that situation we have very deep and meaningful conversations which is my preferred type of conversation rather than the lightweight kind of like uh mm-hmm. what do you call it what's that what's the word for it when you just, it's just, just- small talk small talk yes that's yeah. exactly I was about. Mm-hmm. and you get much more deeper uh, deeper conversation i think it's because you're just in your daggy old swimmers and you know there's all this all the sort of fancy things of life kind of stripped away a little bit and you're a bit more able to get straight to the interesting mm. conversations um that's definitely one for me how about yourself danny what are the things that you consider to be resources what do you use for your mm. Good question. Like you
1: said, it changes all the time. Mm. So depending on what I'm into (laughs) at the time, but one of my ongoing resources would be journaling. Like it's, it's something that's taken me a while to really get into, but it's so, it's so useful for me. So anytime something comes up that I get out my journal and just write about it. And I, I ask myself questions, things like, What is this trying to teach me? Where does this come from? You know, depending on what it is, I'll sometimes do some Byron Katie the bone Katie questions, is this true? Do I know it's true? Yes. How do I act I believe to be true? So powerful. Um, so journaling is a huge resource for me. And then also my breath, like just using the breath, I'm a breathwork and meditation teacher as well. But also even before I did that training, I did that training to deepen my own knowledge mm. and my own practice as well, but also so I could work with people mm. and use it and know what I was talking about. But so, uh, because you know, I said, I've was prone like I had a lot of yes. anxiety, I was prone to anxiety, so I kind of run a little hot. My nervous yes. system is a bit more wide that way. Um so probably my greatest tool is my breath. So kind of um extending my exhale often throughout the day, just checking in, how am I doing right now? How's my exhale? And at the moment I'm really using a practice of just trying to remain centered. So I keep thinking every every morning my intention is to stay centered and try and stay in my center and notice when I'm coming up out of my center because I tend to go upwards uh, what do I need to come back down into my center and what's this trying to teach me so they're the kind of resources I use but probably back in the day like early on it was things like if a negative thought about myself popped up I could just kind of go no no like I oh, literally was doing like probably what we wouldn't teach yeah. people now. <laughs> but a bit of CBT type stuff. Yeah. And just like, no, that's not true. Like, no, no, no. And actually pushing thoughts away that weren't okay. serving me because I would get really in a loop with things. Yes. I found that really helpful. Walking, just walking, walking, walking. Huge. And good input. And input I still use as well, Emma. So I I don't watch any news. haven't done for years.
0: Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. yeah. yeah. So really
1: yeah watching what goes in if it's negative and i have to watch it with people i'm around as well yeah so i have to yeah watch my own input because i can i prone to that drama you know uh, that kind of stuff so i have to be really aware so listening to good podcasts listening to good books just listening to good music listening to things that Fill me up rather than deplete from me. So I find that is a huge resource. Mm. Like, I mean, there's so many resources. Um, there's so many, isn't there? Like, you can go on YouTube and go. If I'm feeling lonely, I might go. I'll do a 10 minute um, little yoga practice yeah. on YouTube, and I'm then I'm working. Then I'm with someone. Yeah, you know, uh, there's so many great resources. Yeah. But yeah, for me, the, yeah. My breath, I think, is one of the biggest mm. resources just to mm. centre myself because I, like I said, sh- yes. of... yep. so um, yeah, using that resource to centre and the journaling, I think, are the the two things. I've and got you, tons you of resources.
0: You have because I know a lot of my clients say, "Oh, I have Danny's book." Is, you've got a book with journaling prompts, haven't you? Oh, the you, playbook. Can you talk about that? Because I know I have a lot of clients who say they use it regularly and point amazing mm-hmm. can you talk about that a little bit
1: well that, that was just a playbook that's gone out of stock now and i don't think oh, i'm going it? to read stock yeah <laughs> but you right. don't need you don't need the playbook right you can use yeah. any old this you know like any yeah. old exercise book um and basically what i do that's to help people because that helped me in the first year so i had mm-hmm. a gratitude practice yeah, daily reflections of what went yes. well um musts and I ams. Yeah. so that my I am statements my you know what 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 am I committed to about myself and my daily musts for me it was like I was so, like things like I must go for a walk I must listen to something good yeah. and I must for me it was like I was doing squats yeah. and push-ups and sit-ups because I wanted to feel strong because also yeah. if I'm physically strong I'm mentally strong yeah so that's what the playbook was all about and just the things that we used Ash yeah. and I over our first year of sobriety, what we used, yeah. and we thought well, we'll put that together. I've got it as a digital download now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I was just saying to Ash this morning, I'm not sure because they're really big, they're really expensive to yeah. send and they're expensive to um, get.
0: But digital's great, isn't it? You don't need to. Yeah, the digital one, or you don't need, like I said, you could just see the old. Um, yeah, it. but
1: I was just going to one out here, but they're very thick and heavy and they're big and bulky, yeah. so they're quite pain in the bum to send and stuff yeah, yeah, as well yeah. but you know i think any 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 pen and paper yeah. uh, my husband ash always said his greatest tool for transformation is the pen and paper like that's you yeah.
0: it's yeah. so true mm-hmm. and it's same when i when i was training and uh, with um oh, Annie Grace, her thing was always just write it all out, write it through, write through it, you know, and I struggled with it myself. Whenever I do do it, I'm finding, you know, finding, I I get very excited by stories and, but I find it difficult to pin them down. Like they come into my brain and there's all these like ideas and I'm sure, um, you know, I think anyone with a kind of busy, creative brain has that situation, Um, but just, now just taking that bit of time just to sit and kind of work through something or you know notice what's happening in your world and also notice how you're talking to yourself as yeah. well that's another really good one too. absolutely like, yeah yeah
1: that's uh that the journaling is great for that too it's just like free therapy oh I also have a therapist yes like, I think it's essential yeah. to have a therapist especially in our role just for integrity and yes. also just for um, just for being able to work things through with someone whether it's a therapist or a coach 100%. or a counsellor um, What was I going to say about the journaling? Oh, so the journaling is really handy though even just mind dumping yes. So if you just watch your thoughts even if it's just like oh, I feel really shitty right now or the cat There's a cat meowing next door just putting it all out and getting it out onto paper yeah. but another great thing you might find useful as well Emma, and for people listening is uh, I don't know if you've heard of Rick Hansen. He's a great psychologist and neuro neuroscientist. I've heard the, um, the name, but I don't think I'm very familiar. Would you tell us a bit yeah, more? Yeah, he's fantastic. And he's got a book called Neurodharma. Mm. So it's kind of uh, melding yogic philosophy and uh, meditation and that kind of um, work with actual brain science. Yeah, yeah. Very clever. Right his His books are amazing, and his uh, neurodharma and neurodharma of love are great books okay. anyway, but very beautiful, very compassionate, beautiful meditations great to listen to yeah. but he what he does he talks about having a caring committee, and so when I'm working in my group challenges, we always start to implement in our journaling practices, bring in our caring committee so the caring committee is set up, and this is great with inner critic work mm-hmm. as well uh the fairy godmother, so that's your fairy godmother is someone like a For me, it's an old therapist that I used to have who passed away, but everything I did was just like, oh, hon, oh, that's beautiful, hon. Like everything, it was just, she was beautiful. So I imagine a big bosomed woman that just loves you unconditionally. So what would my fairy godmother say in this moment? So I'd write that. I always write that out. This is a fairly regular practice Mm -hmm. I do. And then what would my inner coach say? So my inner coach, that's the second person in the caring committee, for me is Tony Robbins. And so oh, I've been to Tony Robbins. I've done yeah, business yes. mastery in Florida and I used him a lot in my first year yes. for motivation. And yes. he's, a, he's, he's the greatest of all the coaches. Oh, he's and, great.
0: Um, I loved his priming. That's, oh, I, that's something I've used. Oh, my class. So, so many good. great things. Yeah. But anyway,
1: um, he's a bit wanky and all that, but that's all right. But he's still <laughs> great. And I think his message is great. And he was a great yes. resource for me. So what would Tony say to me right now? <laughs> so then there's that yeah. inner coach, that part. What would the coach say? And then the third person on the caring committee is like the wise sage. So for me, that's someone like Michael Singer or Gandalf. Oh, my God, I love the the Gandalf. Yeah. So what would they say to me right now? And it's always this beautiful nugget right at the end of the journaling practice of just there's something that comes up and just beautiful words of wisdom And because we've got it all inside us. We don't need to go externally. It's all in us. So you know who's on your caring committee and can I bring them into my journaling practice it's oh, really good
0: I love that what a beautiful mm. thing try to it do. yeah I'm going to yeah. you now I'm like 100% doing that and now I have now I have to work yes. out who my pupil are though that's quite exciting I could I could probably procrastinate doing that for quite a while <laughs>
1: well yeah you could just make them up or it could be a fictional character yeah. like you know Gandalf yeah
0: Yeah, I loved the big bosomed woman because I'm becoming a more and more big bosomed woman as I get older. And my granny was a big bosom woman, and she was great for cuddles.
1: (laughs) Yeah, get in there, get in amongst them. I love it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh i love that so much thank you danny thank you so much for sharing and coming on and yes what a wonderful i mean that is just in and of itself an absolute gem to um to share with people and certainly yes. something i'm going to have a crack yeah. at or we'll check like, out Hansen. i will definitely um, yeah, i will definitely great. um it's been an absolute Absolute joy having you thank you so much for coming on and being here with me i really appreciate it i always love talking to you i can't um talk highly enough about your methods or recommend you enough to humans um in our space and um, likewise incredibly, incredibly good at what she does and yeah i would be very 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 safe person to be with um is there anything anything else that you'd like to share with anybody while we've got this opportunity together about what you do, any ways that people can follow you, ways that people No, can no. not really.
1: If the podcast, I think, is a great place to start. There's loads of great left. podcasts out there as well. I just think, you know, just for, like, like I said about the input, like just hearing good input, you don't – okay. I'm not – it's not about like, yeah, I think just find something that works. If you feel like someone is has got some tools to offer you that helps you, then go, you know, listen to that person or perhaps who they suggest. And, you know, it's just a journey about finding your people that you resonate with that's going to help you and um, and going with that. And I don't know, like just keeping up the input, you know, doing that stuff, doing what feels good, congratulating yourself. You know, even if you do fluff moment. up, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's all part of it. It's all part of the process. We're all human and we're all made yes. mistakes. I do all the time, Emma. Like I still lose my wig and I'm still mm-hmm. having big emotional outbursts and I, I beat myself up sometimes. I'm sure you do yeah. too. We all do. Yeah. We're all human and I just think if we can all just, you know, as Ram Dass says, just walk each other home, we're all here to support each other and hold mm-hmm. each other and mm-hmm. – you know it's it's a it's a real honor to do this job but also to you know like just to share and and likewise what you like is again I just think what you do is you're just phenomenal and if people get the opportunity to work with you I think that's what a gift what a gift because you're not you know you've lived it and you are living it and you do it I can see you put these things into practice but also you're very knowledgeable like you're very knowledgeable you've done a lot of training and you're very knowledge you're very good at what you do so um i think yeah like she's here there she
0: oh, is a lot of beautiful kindness that was lovely and it's interesting isn't it because it kind of plays into, for me, like, the little part of me who never thought that they were good enough or stuff. And it's like, to have a lovely person that you really like saying something like that to you as well, it's like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just, really appreciate that. And it likewise. feels nice. And likewise, yeah. when you said, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's nice to hear. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? And I know that you need to run because your poor little um one has... My um, an daughter injury, has
1: fractured her ankle.
0: You need to so go and deep. save
1: her. <laughs> I have to go pick her up um from school yeah. but yes
0: um <laughs> so thank, thank you. you thanks for having me and
1: thanks for everyone joining in it was awesome thank to see so some
0: little yeah. comments stuff. I know, yeah. we've been so, so lucky what a lovely um group of people watching as well so thank you all for joining us thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of midlife af with emma gilmore if you enjoyed it please share on instagram for your friends and tag me at hope rising coaching If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.